Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let Let Me Tell Tell You. How did I not get that? Like story of my life. Yeah. Okay. So Tristan's really into Peppa Pig. Okay. You, right. you, you like Peppa Pig, right? I mean, I love how they fall down and start laughing. Peppa Pig is freaking hilarious, <laughs> and she's British, and like it, it, like the humor is so it's very British. It's so British. It's freaking on point. So Peppa Pig loves muddy puddles. And that sounds always, like a blues singer. Trisha's always say like, "Oh, let's find a muddy puddle," because she's always talking about muddy puddles. Okay, like, but well, no, she's a cochina, so she's well, a pig. well right, actually, right. that that's where right. I was going. Right. I'm like, what's Peppa? Pig? What's up with Peppa Pig and the muddy puddles? And I'm like, <laughs> she's oh, pig. she's a pig. She's a pig. <laughs> yes. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we're starting episode <sighs> 97 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Peppa Pig loves muddy puddles. She does. Because she's a pig. Well, yes. But the thing about Peppa Pig is that you, you know, don't you... think of her as a pig. Right. You think you of know, her as like a little girl. I love the names. There's Zoe Zebra. Aww. Not Zebra. Zebra. Well, yes. Yeah, There's Jerry Giraffe. Aww. There's uh, Danny Dog. I like that they're all alliterative. Uh, Sophie Sheep. Oh. Okay. Do you know the thing about the rabbit? What rabbit? Okay. So we're talking about Peppa Pig here. And listeners, <laughs> before we start our regular programming, um, those of you who have kids, and your, if your kid watches Peppa Pig, um, just take a look at just, it. So uh, the rabbit, mm-hmm. um, Rebecca Rabbit, okay. that's the, okay. the, the, the little girl. Or Becky Bunny, I'm assuming. <laughs> Rebecca <laughs> Rabbit. I like that, <laughs> Becky Bunny. Rebecca Rabbit's aunt, okay. Mrs. Rabbit, it's really funny because she – has all the jobs in the Peppa Pig world. So, like, if they're going on a train, she's a train conductor. If they're going on a tour, she's a tour guide. If the car needs to be fixed, she's a mechanic. Does she have an office in a WeWork? And it's so funny because there's an episode where they ended up in Paris. And they're in the Eiffel Tower. And there she comes. She's like, I'm the tour guide of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> of course you are, Rebecca. Rebecca. It's a, Peppa Pig, I'm telling you, Peppa Pig is one of those cartoons. It's kind of like Phineas and Ferb that obviously it's for kids. Right, 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 but right. the people writing it know there's adults watching. So there's like stuff for right, adults they, in they there. Right, they pepper it in. Because yes. it's it's actually a riot. I, yeah. I watched, when Tristan's watching it, I'm like. You're enjoying it. This is freaking, and it's smart too. It's, it's pretty intelligent. So anyway. Well, everybody. <laughs> episode 97. Episode 97, Pedro Friday. We're starting off with Peppa Pig and Muddy Puddles. Peppa Pig and Muddy and Puddles. And the UK. So how is everybody doing? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, happy St. Valentine's Day, everyone. Today is St. Valentine's Day. This Pedro Friday. Oh, yes. El Dia del Amor. The El commercial de day lo, of love. De los Valentín. De los Enamorados. So let me tell you something about that. I'm one of these people... I mean, look, I, Valentine's Day, I think it's as big or small as you want it. You know, like if, you wanna, if you want to, like, tirar la casa por la ventana, that is a great saying for a t shirt. Tirar that la is. casa por la ventana. We'll get on it. We'll get on it. Throw the house through the window. Through the window. Si tú quieres tirar la casa por la ventana for Valentine's Day, go for do it. it. If you want to have something, you know, really small with, with right. your, you know, significant mm-hmm. other, do it. I have a little bit of a problem, and I'm sorry, uh, listeners out there, if I'm this. 
defines you. For the people that it's like, oh, it's a commercial holiday. It's a commercial I... holiday. It is a commercial holiday. But no more so than any other holiday. Halloween, so is Christmas. And Christmas. Right. And, yeah. And what I find funny is that generally these people who say it's a commercial holiday, it's not like they're showering their significant other with, you know, mementos of love all, <laughs> all year long. All year long. Right? It's not like, hey, honey, you know what? I'm always buying you flowers. I'm always, you know, right. I don't being need today. thoughtful. Right, right. I don't need today. Right. 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 No. Son tremendos descarados that don't want to go up, you know, and do what they have to do on Valentine's Day, you know, to make their significant They don't want to wait happy. an hour in, so, in line. But so happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Day, everyone. Yes, yes. So before we start with our show, I'm going to do a little little housekeeping on our end. There's a couple of things we want to talk. I want to mention and bring up. And the Heifer Corporation. The Heifer Corporation, always, first and foremost, we go from Peppa Pig to Heifer. <laughs> it's it's a natural progression. Of course. Um, no. with um, well, So last week, we went to the... To the press conference for the kickoff for Carnaval Miami. Oh, yes. Which, as you guys know, is, for those of you who are in South Florida, specifically Miami, it's huge from Carnaval on the Mile, Calle Ocho. I mean, there was Miss Carnaval uh, contest. It is, like, a big deal here in South Florida. And this year, we get to be a part of it. Because we will be having a booth, and we'll, we'll elaborate a little bit more on that. I'm actually having a conversation, having a call about that tomorrow, um, or today, as it were. Um, we're going to have a space in Carnaval on the Mile. So if you are in Miami, and you go to Carnaval on the Mile. This would be the one in Coral Gables, people. Yes, on the Miracle Mile, yes. Carnaval on the Mile. You can swing by, see us. We're going to be there. We're going to be chatting with people. We're going to be recording, doing little snippets, selling t-shirts. So, And if you had not planned to go to Hugging Carnaval on the people, Mile. you want to hug? We'll take pictures. We'll sign babies' foreheads. You know, whatever you want. We're, we're good. Um, but if you're not planning on going, then now plan on going because we're going to be there. And, you know, you want to see us and you want to hang out with us. So, you know, it, it's a great event. The, the Kiwanis. You want to sit at our table. You do. You do. And it's not Wednesday, so you don't even have to wear pink. It's on a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. Actually got to meet at the press conference. Got to meet Andy Garcia. He was there because the artist of this year's poster is his nephew. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was very... I really like the poster. It's really pretty. We're actually going to have the artist on the show in a, in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about it, it, it... It's very clever. It's clever, but it's it's not it's not blatantly for a carnival. Yes, you know, well, I actually, I got you a poster, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, so, but it was really cool. Like I said, you know, Andy Garcia, I mean, he's a huge movie megastar, but his nephew is the artist and he was just kind of like letting his nephew take the spotlight. You know, he didn't, I mean, he took pictures with people and whatever, but I just shook his hand, which means that now I'm one, one degree closer to share. <laughs> I like that share. You know, and for those of you, I mean, we've been going to uh, Canavar on the Mile for you Oof, for a few years for a now. Years now yeah. um, and for those of you who haven't been, I mean, obviously, if you're not into crowds, this is not the place no, for you. No, but... But Carnival on the Mile, and it's obviously it, it a miracle more mile Coral Gables. It, it, it's actually really nice because it's not always that, like, the community, per se, comes out in such a leisurely way. And right. and it's it's I, I think it's a lot more laid back than Calle Ocho. It's Absolutely. a different demographic. Absolutely. There's um, concert stages as well. There's and, Cork and, and Fork. And, and what you said, it's also... Yes, there's a lot of people, but I feel it's not as like claustrophobic as like because it's across 
uh, Miracle Mile, and like it's across like two streets, where Calle Ocho is just Calle Ocho. Yeah, and so it's w- one way and one way. Because when we went to Calle Ocho last year, I hadn't been in a while, and I was like, oh my god, there's, a lot of there's five. Like I think like a third of the world's population is, is here, here like, on like, Calle Ocho between like, yes, la Diez y la Veintipico, la Diez you know? Yeah, and it was like yeah. really hot that day, and so I feel humid. Carnival in the Mile a little bit. I don't know. It's like just actually Carnival in the Mile last year was breezy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. I mean, each experience has its own thing, but. But for those of you who haven't been, we highly recommend it. And there's a lot of food, you know, obviously there, but it's also in the gable. So you have a million other food options. Exactly. You don't like that. And it's just a a really nice time to spend, you know, the gables. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so so on the on that note of coming out and seeing us um, this upcoming Wednesday, February 19th, we are going to be doing a live recording at Dos Croquetas here in South Florida, Miami. Uh, It's on La Cuarenta in the heart of Westchester. Oh, yeah. So if you guys are in town, I think we're going to start at about 7, 730, give or take, more or less. We'll be posting about it as well. But guys, you know, come out. They are delicious. I mean, if you haven't been there, well, the there's croquetas. a reason why they want croqueta palooza. This is true. They want croqueta palooza, but the shakes are phenomenal too. Yes. Their colada shake, oh my god, is so flipping good. Their so sandwiches, the sandwiches are good. The arepa, the areparada, yeah, is so damn good. So yeah, yeah I'm just you know, make sure to come out. You know, hang with us for. You know for what a I really bit. like about croqueta um, about the croqueta <laughs> uh, aside from um, the fact that their product is really good, but they are the epitome which we talk about here a, a lot. Yeah. That you know they've been very successful, but they're just really nice people. True. And you know they actually it was them who invited us to yeah to come yeah, yeah, to yeah. their to um their establishment and you know that's what we love people that are successful and you know have made it big uh but at the same time you know don't forget the community and don't forget like you know where they came from and they've been they're really really cool people so like we're so i mean happy for their success yes their product kicks ass i mean if not but, we wouldn't they wouldn't have won like you said but you know but there's a lot of people's products who kick ass that are quite the divas true 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 okay so they right their product is great and they are they're they're really nice people so, so yes absolutely anyway bueno let's get this party so let's going. get this party started que me dice well the Oscars were this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, it took us so long to get here. Like I feel, I know, I feel so like, many, like, com- like this year's Oscars. This year, well, this year's Oscars I think took longer than last than the last presidential election. It was like going on for like eight years. Um, there weren't really many surprises. So I mean, we're gonna kind of acknowledge it, but not really dwell on it unless you want to. I mean, I don't really have anything. I felt it was very by the numbers. Yeah. Like, hi, we're the Oscars. Here's the awards. Everybody, you thought we're gonna win the awards. Um. And so be it. But in recent days, there is someone else who has won an award that I think we have to talk about a little bit. King. We have to, I think, talk about the fact that Rush Limbaugh has been given the Presidential Medal of Freedom. (laughs) Well, hello. Didn't you see my personal Instagram? (laughs) I did. I did. But so I'm going to start off. So are we going there? We are going to go there. I'm actually, I'm actually going to start it off. This is a bit lengthy, but it's um, a friend of mine posted this on Instagram, and it's from, I believe, a radio DJ, but it's it was written out, and so I, I feel like it encompasses a great starting point. Um, I'm going to skip. Uh, da, 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 da. So what is the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Wikipedia? Awarded for an especially meritorious contribution to the security or national interest of the United States, world peace, cultural or other significant public or private endeavors. So, Rush Limbaugh? 
No living person who's ever heard his show denies what Rush does for a living. He's a conservative radio talker, a right-wing propagandist. And what's his theme? That the Democrats and liberals are evil, and the Republican Party and conservatism are the antidote to said evil. That's it. For 31 years, that's what he's been all about. Rush lies, twists, and spreads conspiracy theories just like the rest of his ilk. But he's more effective at it because he has the biggest soapbox in the business. Here are a few of Rush's more, quote-unquote, meritorious quotes and positions he's taken over the years. And note that I'm omitting decades of blatant misogyny and the Clinton years when he daily accused them of everything from treason to murder. Quote, Race cannot be considered an issue in the Trayvon Martin case because George Zimmerman was Hispanic. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Keep going. He joked about the police killing of Eric Garner and made gasping sounds on the air. I can't breathe! I can't breathe! He also said Garner wasn't choked to death. The cause of his death was from high taxes in New York State. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He mocked the tremors Michael J. Fox suffers from due to his Parkinson's. He accused Fox of, quote-unquote, exaggerating the symptoms for sympathy. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He said all the quote-unquote grieving we hear about the killings of Michael Brown and Eric Garner were being hyped by the black community. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He said President Obama could stop if he wanted to, but he won't. Stop it if he wanted to, but he won't. Racism has gotten worse under Obama, and one of the reasons why is because no legitimate criticism of the president is permitted because he's African-American, and it's all chalked up to racism. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He's also a birther. Oh, of course he is. An African-American and woman. And a birther is uh, people oh, who yeah. thought that Obama was not born in the United States. And which... guess who led that charge? Trump. Yeah. And here we are. An African-American woman called into his show one day. He told her, and I quote, take that bone out of your nose and call me back. This man has been awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He also said that most uh, pictures of, um, uh, of, of wanted that's criminals what was coming next. Uh, look like Jesse, Jesse Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yes, we get it. Rush has lung cancer. And you wanted to show him some love before he goes to the big humidor in the sky. If a cancer diagnosis is the point upon which Trump decided to act, then why not award John Lewis, too? He's fighting pancreatic cancer, and I dare say his service to, quote-unquote, meritorious peace, cultural, or other significant public or private endeavors have been off the charts for 60 years. Or was there something about Lewis that disqualifies him? Or, for that matter, how about a posthumous award for the late Elijah Cummings? It's been done dozens of times. I think we all know the answer to that question. No, last night Donald Trump instantaneously devalued the high honor and ceremony that's been a tradition since the Kennedy administration. He did it by awarding the Medal of Freedom to a hateful, vulgar racist. No president could possibly consider such an affront unless he himself shares those views. But Trump, ever the showman, knows how to offset any suggestions of bigotry. I mean, he, off he honored in the gallery Brigadier General Charles McGee, the last survivor of the Tuskegee Airmen. Janiah Davis, a black fourth grader, and a few other black and Hispanic citizens deserving of recognition. So Trump, who was twice sued by the government for, for racial discrimination in New York and Limbaugh, with a 31-year record of racist filth over the public airways, inoculated themselves with black and brown skin last night in a historically shameful display of cronyism. Donald Trump isn't America's first racist president, nor will he be our last. But he's by far the worst. Last night was the icing on the cake for me. And this is, uh, I believe, is, uh, a radio DJ, Bruce Lindner. 
Lindner. Um, I could have so gone I, down all that. I've um, so I I I wanted to start it off with that because I I'm also going to start by saying that I know that this is going to sound horrible, but you know what? Sometimes cancer gets it right. Okay, that is horrible. That is horrible. You shouldn't mm-hmm. say that. Okay, so I made similar comments uh, on my personal Instagram. Um, because I've been following Rush Limbaugh for quite some time. The problem with Rush Limbaugh is this is not a matter of policy or Again, a matter like of like somebody who, who has conservative values versus somebody who has liberal values. The problem is that this man spews things that are dangerous and that are hateful. 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 Um, he, I, I, I don't want to quote, the, I don't want to say the exact quote, but he made a very derogatory um Comment one time among hundreds of <laughs> one time? comments that he made <laughs> uh, pertaining, you know, the gay community and AIDS. Kind of mm-hmm. like that they deserved each other. He also said something that he said when a gay person turns his back on you, it is it is anything but an insult. It's an invitation. It's cute. He thinks he's that attractive. That, but but that, like, like if you really stop and think about how demoralizing that is um, well, what he, he said recently about uh, about Buttigieg it's like you know oh well, how are you going to explain to your kids that you know uh, you know he's kissing his husband the same way that you explain to your kids about the president grabbing pussy he says that like smoking and secondhand smoking is like a myth like the dangers to the he- health it's it's a myth I wonder if he says that now in spite of his lung cancer um a, I mean, a, you could just go on and on and on. Um, he really turns back on, like, a feminism. And oh, all well, that. yeah, feminazis. That's um, his whole thing. So my whole thing, which is the real the reason why I posted this on my personal Instagram, because I try to keep our podcast Instagram not that political. Right. You know, although we talk about politics. It's, it's one not, thing for us to talk it's about. It's not it, a but political it's... Right, um, right, 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 right. podcast. The, the problem is that... Not problem, but I said that, you know, I and unlike you, I don't wish <laughs> illness on anyone, even somebody that I consider like a nemesis. Mm-hmm. I don't wish illness on him, especially the illness that he has, which is stage four lung cancer. I mean, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I just told I'm not gonna feel bad. I for would him, hope though. that, you know, being sick, especially being sick in that f- way and that severity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is a very humbling experience because I think most pe- people. I think that to most people, when you're sick, you kind of realize your mortality. You realize right. how you're not in control right. of it. Right. So I would just hope that that illness made him a little bit more humble and a little bit more understanding and a little bit more compassionate. It won't. Not it won't because not, he's, he's now I, I he has now been awarded. I don't for this bigotry for this people, horribleness with people that have conservative thoughts but that's not conservative thought. because there's many conservative values in terms of now we're talking about um, a platform that i could totally sign up for and that i agree right. with Absolutely. right because nobody is one-dimensional right right but the problem with him is that that's not what he's about he's about insulting people and what he doesn't understand is that he has millions and oh, he millions does understand of li- well yeah but millions and millions of listeners that are using this to further fuel their prejudice against whomever, whether right. it's a woman, somebody who's black, somebody who's gay, somebody who's Hispanic. I mean, he has said atrocities about yeah. Hispanic people and immigrants and stuff like that, atrocities. And this man gets the Medi- Medi- uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Now, now we r- know r- why he did it. He got it. He got it as a political... Oh, because uh, he's buddies. Uh, well, yeah. no, not only because he's buddy, because Trump is playing to his base. 
This was a complete political uh, true, move. True, One hundred percent political move. First of all, the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom mm -hmm. is not given at the State of the Union address. True. There's usually it's a, a ceremony. It's usually a, a, another ceremony in the White House where you see it on the news. Like you go, you shake hands, and you, yeah. Oh, by the way, today so and so was awarded the, right. the medal. That's how it is. And this man, you know, Trump does this in the middle of the State of the Union address. You know why? Because he uses that to go ahead and further, further fuel his, his base. Yeah. I thought the State of the Union address was <laughs> – I thought that was anything but the State of the Union address. That was like a complete political move. Um, I was – I didn't see it, but I will I say – I saw every second of it. I will <laughs> say I, I, I have issues with both sides, how they behaved in that. You had an issue with Nancy ripping the paper? I did. Okay. I did. Um the same because the same way that I condemn Trump's actions, I'm gonna condemn hers. He's an idiot, he's an ass. So be it. But for her to do it in such a public way, mm -hmm. it was it was a I know I'm gonna sound like like I'm being naive, but it was her saying, you know what? Fuck you. Which is fine and dandy. But I don't think the time to do it is in front of the country because mm -hmm. you can't say that you want to unify the country when you do something like that. And then, from what I understand, she was kind of walking around with the torn up pieces in the envelope, showing it to the to the, you know to the other Democrats. So it, it just it did it didn't seem yeah that act, was it didn't seem activist. It seemed petulant. It was it was petty. Um, I probably would have not chosen to go down that way because I really believe in the whole, well, Michelle Obama say it, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. Now, a lot of times you have to fight a bully with a bully, right? And Trump is certainly a bully. Fair so it, it's a very complicated, you know, kind of dynamic because, again, I believe more with the, you know, when they're at their worst, you, you show- Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. You show your dignity, your class. You know what I right, mean? Right. Which this man has no class. At all. Right? You show your class. That's how I would handle it, right? But I also kind of see that, like, you know, at this point in time, I can understand I'll bet being her over off. it. I can understand like, her being I'll, over I'll it. I'll bet her off. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, I thought that when he when he did that, I I my mouth fell like on the floor. I couldn't believe it. I mean, just to give yeah. our listeners regale us just, on who just, else has received just to this, give our uh, listeners a little bit of a background. Mother Teresa got the award. Okay, um, the um, she probably hated Jews. Okay, go no, no. the <laughs> the astronauts of Apollo thirteen got the award. Um, they probably polluted in space. Okay, okay. Um, Tony Blair got the award for being such a good ally of the U.S., especially during 9-11. The British have bad food. Um, Sidney Poitier for his uh, um, civil rights. Well, you know. He didn't announce he was coming to dinner. Yeah. So Nobody likes an uninvited guest. So, I mean, so on and so forth. So, so usually it's people Did that Rosa are, Parks get it? I'm not sure if Rosa Parks got it. Um, but usually but again, it's people these who've, are, who've done major contributions. Who've contributed to the, to the betterment. To the adva advancement right. and betterment and evolution of the culture of the culture of um the u.s of the u.s so yeah um i mean look to me this is like that year that millie vanilli won best new artist <laughs> <laughs> i mean look um and i don't want to be too like again well it's our show i could be as political as i want um, <laughs> but let, 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 this is a perfect example of what's going on with like our country right now my mom comes to me this week she's like fucking obama 
And I'm like, what did Obama do now? Obama hasn't been president in three years. Like, what did Obama do now? What did he do? Tell me, mother. What did he do? Since we're still blaming Obama. Right, 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 right. right. Okay. Oh, can you believe that Obama endorsed Michael Bloomberg and he didn't endorse Joe Biden? Joe Biden, who was his vice president and who um who was his vice president and who was supposedly his friend. What an asshole. Right. And I'm like, Obama hasn't endorsed anyone. He hasn't, no. And I'm like, she's like, yes, he has. And I'm like, the Bloomberg commercial. No, I'm like, no, he hasn't. And like, we were going, yes, he has. No, he hasn't for like minutes. And I'm like, this is like arguing with a child. And I'm like, okay, why are you saying this? Oh, because everybody's talking about it. Again, that group of people that my parents are always saying, no, porque todo el mundo está hablando de eso. I'm like, who is this group of people that <laughs> are right. always talking about it? The we're Bloomberg commercial. Okay. So anyway, um, so my mom starts going about the Bloomberg commercial because right. there's this commercial that's running out now like Everybody every five has seen minutes. It. I mean, you have where to see it. It's clips of Obama talking when, about Michael Bloomberg when he was mayor, uh, how great Michael Bloomberg was, and you know, to his character and how he cleaned up New York. Blah blah blah. Now, in this commercial. Now, now, my mom says that in the shows that her and my dad watch, because her and my dad watch Channel 41 and Mega TV, they have all these political commentary shows right, that are right. local, that they're all hosted by Cubans, which are all conservative and they're all Republican. Claro. And there's like one, you know, one Democrat, right? <laughs> right. So they all say this type of stuff. So then my parents hear it, you right. know, and they're like, yeah, because the everybody's people, talking the people, about right, it. Right, the people right. are talking about it, right? right? And again, it really bothers me of my father, because my father, I consider very intelligent. Um... I'm like, mother, if you notice, the commercial has the dates. It has the dates of when Obama said this. Like, May 2008. They'll have another clip. Right. You know, April 2012. And she's like, oh, so it's not new? I'm like, no. I'm like, didn't you notice that Obama is like, in some in some videos, he's like young. And like, in other videos, like he's beside. like gray. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, did you not notice the evolution of Obama? Like... In these videos. Oh, no. I'm like, that's not an endorsement. No. And it was the reason I'm giving that example is because even after I explained that to her, she still believes that Obama endorsed oh, oh, it doesn't matter. Bloomberg. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter what the truth is. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter can, what the truth you is. You can put all the disclaimers, all the notices, all of everything. What you want to believe, you're going to believe. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And I, I even told her, I'm like, Mom... Generally, somebody like an ex-president or a formal president will not endorse a candidate that hasn't got a nomination yet. That's right, too right, early of right. an endorsement. True. Right? Whether they're your vice president or not. Like, he has not given an endorsement. Right. She, and she still believes that they have. And I'm like, you know, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is DJ from Pero Let Me Tell You. And if you've been following us since the first season, you probably remember that once upon a time I had really long hair. And I've made no secret uh, that I'm really picky about my hair and who cuts my hair and so on and so forth. So that's why I'm really excited to tell you guys today about Mankind Grooming. Uh, Mankind is just not any barbershop. It really is an experience. Um, aside from getting a great haircut and a beard trim, Mankind also has a full spa for men. You can have a manicure, a pedicure, a massage, a facial, and a bunch of other services that they offer at their spa. And even better is that they have a bar and a pool table. So you could have a drink, 
could shoot some pool while you get a massage and you cut your hair. Maybe not all at the same time, but it certainly is an experience. And there really is, there are not a lot of places in Miami that offer this experience. So I really recommend you guys check this out. Plus all first time clients can get 25% off any service. That's right, 25% off. So if you're looking for a unique grooming or spa experience, you definitely need to check out Mankind Grooming Services. Visit mankindformen.com today for more information and tell them Pero Let Me Tell You sent you. And we're back. <sighs> I actually do need a haircut. Well, then you should go because I actually went last week. I went. But it's a tan lindo. I got to get cute for Valentine's Day. I went to Mankind. I actually had a manicure también. Look, by now my nails are not looking cute. <laughs> it's been it's been a week, and I'm, I I it was a great experience, but I'm not a okay, manicure this person. This is totally off topic, or 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 it is totally topic. <laughs> We're about to find out. Did you know? Maybe you knew, and it's like, duh, everybody knows. Do you know that the Cosmopolitan was allegedly invented in Miami? The drink? Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, it was. So there's there's a lot of different places that say they created it, and each version is a little bit different. For some reason, I think New York, but that's just there's the New York. City. There's P Town, uh, really? Province Town. Yeah, Province Town adds like a really big claim to it. There's I think um, th there's there's certain areas that claim they were, but Miami is one of them. But apparently, what sets Miami apart is that. Allegedly, the Miami version of the Cosmopolitan is the one that made it onto Sex in the City. <laughs> so the one in Miami is made it onto the show about New York. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is that <laughs> the ones in like, I actually looked this up. Okay, the so ones in like Pete Town and like New York and I think California. The, okay. I don't know if it was LA or San Francisco. Were popular in different times. Oh, okay. Whereas okay, the okay. one in Miami was a more recent one, and like it's the one 80s. that caught fire. Yes. Okay. So the one in Miami apparently was like in the eighties, which Marimbero days. It makes total sense. Total sense. This right? rings. Um, you need something to bring you down from your coke high, right? So <laughs> I don't know if it was because it was the most recent or whatever that that version is the version that made it onto Sex and the City, huh. and as we know, Sex and the City is what you know, is stratosphere. I mean, right? What made. The Cosmo, the Actually, Cosmo. Speaking of Miami, did you hear that the Miami Herald is going bankrupt? No. They're going bankrupt. They are, I mean, it's not bankrupt, bankrupt. It's like reorganization because the company chapter that owns 11. them. Yeah, thank you. I never remember if chapter 11 or chapter 7 because. No, chapter 7 is a total liquidation. <laughs> right. Because, but I always think like 7 comes before 11. So it can't, it can't be worse. Like you haven't gotten to 11 That's yet. That's not the reason why it is what it is, but <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I think it's a McClatchy. Actually, no, seven is the worst because seven it, is it total is the, liquidation. No, no, it is the worst. But in my mind, I, that's why I can never remember which one is the worst because I'm like, well, seven comes before 11, so you have to go through seven well, to get seven to 11. Well, but seven is also personal. A, a company can't do chapter no. seven? No. Really? No, seven is personal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Companies usually, when they go bankrupt, right, they'll do a restructuring. Mm -hmm. And if the restructuring doesn't work, then they do a, a liquidation of assets. In which, like, investors and whatever right. come and deplete and tear apart the company. Well. Okay, so Miami Herald. Miami Herald is, uh, yeah, so the company that owns them, I'm looking at the article right now. Uh, I think it's called McClatchy, McClatchy, I can never remember. They filed for bankruptcy. Uh, McCla McClatchy Company. It, they're the second largest local news company in America. Um, they filed for bankruptcy. What it means is it's Chapter 11. Um, basically, they're looking to unload the stocks of their company, M&I, 
Which okay, but does this company own more than one publication? It owns more than one, pu- one publication. Okay. So it's like the parent company of the Miami Herald. At one point, I'm going to give you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint you a very simple picture of the dire straits that they're in. At one point, their stocks were priced at $741 per share Good in no. 2005. Currently, take a guess what it's trading at. Is it a penny stock? Uh, pretty Five much. Cents. <laughs> 10 cents, dollar, dollar. Uh, no, 74 cents. Wow. 74 cents from $741. So is it your typical? It's your typical, you know, they're, everything is down. The problem is also that they didn't, and I've always said this, newspapers didn't mobilize quick enough with digital. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're scrambling. But the saddest part about it is that part of the restructuring, what's going to affect is a lot of people who are currently have pensions and oh, things like that. So it's going to. That's messed up. That is really fucked up. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. That's really This, fucked this is up. a good subject. The newspaper. I was gonna I was gonna bridge it a little more because I, I don't know if you heard a couple weeks ago, iHeartMedia also got rid of uh like hundreds of on air talent. Oh really? They it was like a bloodbath. They got rid of talent, producers, a shit ton of them. And usually in the smaller markets, because what they're doing is and you know I have I have a total issue with this. They're consolidating, and now there's going to be more syndicated. So they're going to like put Elvis Duran and your Ryan Seacrests into more markets. To talk about generic things. To talk about things like, you know, airplane food or whatever the fuck they talk about. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's also, I mean, it's a good thing for us because that's why more people are listening to podcasts. So thank you, listeners. But I feel like that's what that's what all these companies are going towards. Is they're trying to automate everything and make it just broader and cheaper. And it's... You're you're gonna lose the the essence of what these local publications and these local you know broadcasts are all about. Lucy Lopez can't be replicated ever, ever. Lucy Lopez. I mean, if if if, if Miami has a voice, like literally, it Lucy has, it's Lucy Lopez. It's Lucy Lopez. Que no me metan a Elvis Duran. Exactly. No offense to Elvis Duran. I think Elvis Duran is great at his job, and he has he's a fantastic he does, jo- voice. But, but he's generic. But, but the it, show is generic. It is very generic. You could tell when you listen to the Morning Zoo that they, how many how many I don't even know how many markets there markets are, are there. In I don't even know how many markets there are. Because in. for a while there it was just Miami and New York, right? And now they're also in the and when it was, in the Midwest. And, and when it was Miami and New York, and like Froggy was on, right, 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 right. There was still a little bit of that like New York. They Miami had the opportunity, flavor, yeah. you know. And and especially because I think Miami and New York mesh well culturally. We do, we do, we got you know. I don't want to say it kind of worked because obviously a local one would have been better, but it wasn't terrible. But I think now it's like also like Cleveland, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's just it's just generic. It's just generic. I mean, you can't you you cannot put a you know you can't replace like your Lucy Lopez's, your Jade Alexander, your Kenny Walker's, you know Javier Romero. I mean, these are local people. I mean, even Enrique Santos, who I know is syndicated to a degree, but I mean again maybe it's because he's based here and he keeps it a little <laughs> he keeps it a little I mean, local. He has a great voice. <laughs> he does have a great voice. But you know, and and again, I think that that's helps. it doesn't hurt. Um, oh yeah, that note, Louis Aguirre should be a, a DJ. Yeah. Um, but go ahead and talk where you're. Where you're I know you're. Well, no, go what ahead. I was gonna say, no, no, no. That's but it's a good but point it's like an epidemic. Made. But what 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 of uh, the newspaper? I am. You know, I'm a traditionalist yes. when it comes down to stuff like that. I just cannot read the newspaper digitally. I think it's not the same. The newspaper is something that I think. Especially the Sunday newspaper, it's a bit of an experience. The Sunday newspaper is so much thinner than when we were growing up. Now. Well, here, here, it's sad. all it's, truth it's, be it's told, sad. for many years I used to subscribe to the New York Times. Oh, okay. Like okay. the Sunday edition. Oh, okay. Because okay. that also has like the New York Times magazine and all that stuff. Mm. And um, 
and yeah um I think there's an experience sitting down about tactile. Yes, and yeah. tangibly, like going through the newspaper. Yeah, that's why. Like I, I would like we've said this a million times. Like when we would buy CDs. Yes, obviously oh, the convenience now of everything is same. digital. But there was something about opening the CD and like sitting taking the out the, the the you know the lyrics and looking at it and all that. I would like to say that's, I think, one of the reasons vinyl's coming back, because you have yeah. that tangible format. I would agree. Um, so, I don't know. It's just sign of the times. What worries me about that is something else. What worries me about that is that I feel that despite all the warnings that we have received, uh, that um, Facebook is not a credible source of news whatsoever. It's not? People are still getting their news from Facebook. True, true, and it's it's dangerous because I mean, on the one hand, you know, you can subscribe and follow a New York Times or a, or a Miami Herald on Facebook and theoretically get your news through Facebook from them, but that's not what's happening. And it's funny because I, somebody posted on actually on Facebook, somebody posted this article and then somebody commented on it and said, "Oh, what we need is you know." A publication that's just no-nonsense news that tells the truth. And immediately, the first thing I thought is, according to whom? Mm -hmm. According to whom? Because what we have now is all these news, and I'm using the world's biggest air quotes right now to say news, sites that all purport to say the truth. Yeah. Fox is fair and balanced. Well, but but even Fox is at least a credible news source to a degree. I'm talking like your Breitbart. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm talking that level or or whatever the, you know, far left version of that is or conspiracy theory websites and you know things like that. Like that's where I'm worried about because at this point the reason I think a lot of these newspapers are going under is because people just if they don't have the news that they want to agree with. Right, everybody's in their echo chamber. So then I'm not going to buy that paper because that paper is leftist. All Cubans it's think right, that. It's right. Uh, it's 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 conservative. Uh, the it's commu- it's that, communist. Yeah. It's this. It's that. And it's like no. But isn't everything communist? For us, it is. Yes. In all fairness, but it's like no. They're just saying something you don't want to hear. It's two very different things. I'm sorry. You know what? I can't stop thinking about. What? Have you been to the fruit stand? Robert is here in Homestead. No, you keep telling me about it. They have the best strawberry shake in like the I, world. Okay, I want to go there because you keep telling me about the damn shakes, and I want the shake. You know what's so funny? So they have all types of shakes. <laughs> totally on topic. They have all types of shakes, like every fruit you can imagine. Y tienen batido tamarindo. Para brindar es domingo. But apparently, tamarindo is very expensive because the tamarindo oh, yeah. Tamarind? shake, yeah. it's $11. Tamarind isn't cheap. Yeah, it's $11. Where all the other ones are like five or six. I'm like, oh, no, tamarindo está caro. Por eso se brinde domingo. Por eso nada más se brinde domingo. So, okay. So, I want to talk about something a little stupid or frivolous. But I saw this. More so than the jugo de tamarindo. It's so good. I can we go get a shake after this? Where is this place? Well, no, no. We're, we can't go to Robert's here because, first of all, that's a, in the middle of a strawberry field in Homestead. Sounds safe. <laughs> um, okay. What is your take? And listeners out there, chime in. Speak out loud. On in, We in know you talk to us. You know, We've we know heard you from many of you. Okay. What is your take on reclining? In an air, in in um, air, well, I can't think of the word airplane. In an aeroplane, a, a, <laughs> reclining in an airplane. 
What is your take on it? Reclining your seat uh, in an airplane. I have a very strong moral code. I know you it. do. I don't have an issue with it. Um, sometimes I, I, I mean, I don't have to recline because sometimes I fall asleep before it even takes off. And, you know, you have to have your seat straight up because mm-hmm. you can't lean back. And I sleep for like a good two hours on the flight. Mm-hmm. So clearly I don't need it to be reclined. It doesn't bother me. It, I'm going to take that back. It bothers me, but only if like if I'm working on something, like if I've got like the computer and then they lean back. But other than that, I don't really care. I don't recline in the air. In I find it fascinating that you don't recline. I don't recline. I think it's very because you are not petite. I think it's very rude, and I'm sorry to our listeners who think it. You is. think it's rude? I think it's very rude. I think it's very disconsiderate to the person behind you. Now, if we were in first class and we had all oh, well, no, no, stretching no. room yeah, or in Qatar you know, Airways, but yeah. in coach. You know, in coach. Okay, Orita, you're going to be in bunk beds. Right. Right. To recline, especially all the way. All the way. Because sometimes it's just like I'm really uncomfortable. I'll just like push the button like boom, just to like get it out of the 90 degree angle. You know like a mean? Like a 88 degree right, angle. Right. Just to get it out of the 90 <laughs> degree angle. I'll just put it like a little push. Like a little, for the vertebrae. Yes. For, right. For yeah. That is the most, or the only other time I would recline is like, for example, if behind me, there's like a really small kid. Fine. You know? Right. They're not going to care. They're not going to care. And even then I'll like be to the kid, like I'll say like something like, Hey, I'm going to recline my seat, you know, whatever. If you have snacks, let me know. And I'll like move my seat up, like whatever. And Or I'll like wing to like the parents or something. I think it's very rude and it's very disconsiderate. I do not lean back because to me... When the person in front of me leans all the way back, it's it's just horrible. Like, I just went from like having no space to you being on my almost on my lap. Like, and I I don't know. Like, especially in in. It is, especially if it's like a shorter flight, and when right. I mean a shorter flight, I mean under like three hours or under. Like here in New York, it's like come on. I mean, you can deal. You, you can, can deal, deal with it. it. Yeah, you yeah, can deal with yeah. it. I mean. Uh, again, I, I when I think, we flew to LA, I reclined. I, I think I'm it's sorry, very that's a five-hour flight. I think it's I think it's very rude. And um, the reason I brought that up is because this week, uh, this woman was reclining. She reclined all the way back or reclined on her chair. As far as it goes, and the guy started like kicking her, kicking her because he didn't have any room because he was on his laptop, and she started recording it. Lord. And then of course she was saying that you know he was kicking her. And, you know, she had a problem with one of her discs and he was aggravating it. She was kind of smiling during the whole thing. But um, that's what it was aggravating her smile muscles. Right. So so you don't care. I mean, I, I don't like it, but it doesn't bother me. per se. Like I said, if I'm working on something, then yes, it's a little annoying. But at the same time, it's like that's their chair. I mean, we're on this together. Yeah. No, I don't recline. I don't recline. And you know what I also don't do? Now that I've been on first class, but if I were on first class, I would not be one of these people that's like taking a selfie like, hey, here I am about to take off. But mind you, the selfie is in such an angle and in such a way that it clearly shows they're in one of those pods. I would because I've never done first class and I need to record it for posterity. Right. And but put it on it's on Facebook, on whatever. Why not? Instagram? No, I don't like it. Why I not? Think I think it's those people, people bragging. But that's whatever. like that's like that's like you know my personal favorite. But I think it's how you do it. I think it's in how you do it because you know that if I was to post something like that, I wouldn't be like you know, hey guys, I'm in first class. I would be more like you know, oh my god, guys, I got bumped up to first class. Right. I never right. thought. But like, this the is people so cool. that I'm talking about. Do you think they do it that way? Okay, no, no, no. They'll be that's like, what I'm saying. They'll be like, oh, no, I'm about I w- to take off. But that's what I'm saying. That's how 
I would do I'm about it. To take off. That's like my personal favorite. Are the people that are like, oh yeah, did a Starbucks run this morning, and mind you, they clearly show the steering wheel of their car because the only place to take a picture of your latte is with the steering wheel behind it to show the and emblem it's of your car. Generally, a BMW or a Mercedes or an Audi or something like that. It's never, it's a, never a Corolla. Yeah, it's never a Hyundai or a Toyota. No, no, no. no. It's always a Benz or a BMW. And those of you out there know who you are, right? Nobody takes a picture of their Starbucks coffee in front of you, no. In front of a moped. In front of their Kia Optima. No, right. no, 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 no. But their Mercedes C-Class with oh, hubcaps, That's yes. the only place to consume a latte. Yeah, apparently. Just, it just tastes creamier. Apparently. It does, it apparently. does. I, and I, what I think is so funny about that, it's like there's so many angles that you could take, even inside the car. There's so many <laughs> angles that you could take. Because, like, if I were to take a picture of a cup inside the car, actually, the steering wheel would be probably the last place I would take a picture because it's the closest thing to Well, me. yeah, this, the angle is not great. Right. So yeah. I would probably extend my arm more towards, like, the center of the car, like the center dashboard, and maybe from there to Well, yeah, you don't want to look like a T-Rex. Right. But, of course, that doesn't show the huge emblem of your Mercedes. Benz, like you know? So, whatever. You know, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, okay. So I want to <laughs> talk about... This is one of my little Hispanic, you know, growing up Hispanic moments versus not growing up Hispanic moments. So what do you think about this? So I know someone who their grandson is, um, he's 12 and he's a very, very bright kid. Okay. Okay. And uh, his teacher nominated him mm-hmm. to go to, I don't remember if it was Harvard or MIT, but it was like a big school, like, an Ivy League like a very, very, very prestigious. Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have a program in the summer okay, on, I think, robotics. Okay, so probably MIT. Right. And they invited him to participate, and it's going to be, I think, for a good chunk of the summer. Okay. And I was talking to her about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing because that's not, not, only no is, not only is it a great experience, but, like, that is the type of stuff that you want on your college application. I mean, can you just imagine saying that when you were in the seventh grade, you attended, you know, a summer program at MIT, at MIT where you built a robot? I mean, that is, like, what really propels you Absolutely. to that next level. Absolutely. So it's an amazing experience. Hmm. So here's where the hashtag the, <laughs> growing up Hispanic <laughs> comes into. I mentioned this to my mom. Por nada de la vida, yo mando un hijo mío. No me importa qué escuela sea. Para eso tú puedes ir a Miami Day. No, you can't. You really can't. Yo por nada de la vida dejo que un hijo mío se vaya solo por ahí. No me importa qué escuela es. No me importa para qué sea. Tú, si tú quieres estudiar, tú puedes estudiar. Right? right, so esa es una locura. I'm like, but oh, mom, this is like very prestigious. It you opens know, he was, doors. He was nominated by one of his teachers, like you know, in a school with like hundreds of kids and blah blah right. blah. And um, you know, his grandmother, his grandmother, it's one of my assistants. His grandmother, you know, she's very oh. modern. It's, oh, okay, yeah, very modern. She, you know, she's very open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's super you know, cool. She was, you know, raised here in the U.S., so she, you know, she it's gets a different it. mentality. It's a different mentality, but you know, she's, you know, she's a little bit concerned. <laughs> she too. straddles that fence, she, right? She's, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she's like, I know it's really good, but should I? Because he's only twelve, and you know. I know this kid, and he's very he's he's very bright, but he's very like 
Uh, un niño de su casa, you know what I mean? He's 12. Right. No, un niño de esto que anda en bicicleta solo por ahí, like, hold on, you know? Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> you know, he's very de su casa and of his family. So yeah. she's kind of like, like, she's like, she's very conflicted. I'm like, well, you know, mm -hmm. I would just, I would go to the school or whomever Find to see more. exactly yeah. how this is set up and all that, you know, whatever. To see exactly, hey Chico, she's your sister. Let her so, work from remote. So what, 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 what is your take on this? Let her work from remote so that she can be with him, and that way she can stay like a multilateral algo seca, <laughs> and she'll be and everybody wins. So what, what's what's your take on this? As you know, Hispanic parents, you know. So as somebody, okay, Americano, Yahoo would have already bought him the plane ticket. Oh, before they even <laughs> before the application was even dry. Yes. I still to this day, and it's twelve. It's not like he's fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, it's he's. It's, 12 I, that's that's the thing it's the age i don't know if at 12 you can be quote unquote alone but then i flip it and i say the one thing i always wanted to do was go to sleepaway camp you know summer camp and i never got to do it and that's actually about the age that you do it mm -hmm. is you know sleep like what like, but, but like, like i really thought about it because i'm like you know there's would you thing. would you if that if, um i don't know i would have to cross that bridge when i I, I, you like to think objectively. Would like, you would okay, say yes. I would like to think that as somebody who went to like college and went to law school and you know and all that, and I went to school in Michigan. I I understand the importance of that, which I do. But yes, the Cuban parent in me comes out because I'm like el niño. Con quién va a estar el niño? <laughs> Your kid <laughs> is like going to be seven <laughs> this year, and you still refer to <laughs> him as the baby. Y el niño, si el niño se siente mal, y we're still at niño, and where you and I are not niño age, okay? At you know, all. you know, like I think ultimately I would let him because I understand the importance of that, and especially you know your kid really is talented and bright. You yeah. don't want them. You don't want to like have them stay behind. I you also know? think it depends on the kid. It depends, it depends on, on the, the kid. And la madurez del, but, del, del muchacho. But I muchacho. have to tell you that I would really struggle with it. I don't think it would be as easy as I think it would be. I would really struggle with it. Really? Yeah, oh, my God. You have been you have been there when we've like gone to Orlando. Orlando, That's true. which is up the street. And I'm like, Tristan, let's Skype. And I'm like, you saw him three <laughs> hours ago. And I'm like, yes, I know, but we're not in the same county. <laughs> This is also true. This is also true. Like literally the drive down from New York with you was like, I miss the baby. I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him in three hours. And I was like, wow. And to think this was the person who, you know, growing up was just like, was like, oh, if I have kids, I'll have kids. Fine. Whatever. Like, you're, you know, you're putting it very lightly. Well, but you know, you, I mean, you were, you were like, I'll probably have kids, but if I don't have kids, fine, whatever. I don't whatever. care. Like, whatever. But well, now you're like, you know, you're like a hair, a scotch away from putting that honor roll sticker on your bumper, sir. If I ever do, you can punch me in the face. It is now on the record. I do. But, yeah. Actually, they make them now, I think, with magnets. So, <laughs> so you can, yeah, you can put them on and take them off. It's fine. So, yeah, that's something I'll never forget. That <laughs> and I think all, all kids have gone through this. When I was in seventh grade. I joined, you know, I was in French, remember? Yeah, yeah. oh, that's and, right. And, like, most French classes do. There was, like, a the trip abroad. to France. And I remember when I took the, I brought the brochure home where parents can go to the meeting at school. Right. And when I showed it to my parents, that brochure of, like, the summer in Paris, Borogo Matias Pere. 
que tú quieres ir a París. Mira, mijito. Uh, mira. <laughs> y eso que estás mis padres, y mis padres entienden sí, no la importancia no de cultura, right, you know, especialmente right. mi padre, de cultura y experiencia y todo eso. No, 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 no. Cultura. No, cultura goes out the window. <laughs> tú solo. Hijo mío, cultura so, o no cultura, solo. me importa menos. En, en, en Francia, ¿con quién? ¿Quién? <laughs> Yo no conozco a esta persona. Que sea una persona decente de su casa, por favor. I will say that is one of the perfect things that uh, One Day at a Time perfectly encapsulated in one of their episodes where Papito is going away. He's supposed to, he's on a baseball team, of course, as every good Cuban boy is. And he was supposed to go away for a tournament and ni la abuela ni la mamá podían ir. And Schneider is just like, you know, oh, well, I can, I can go with him or whatever. And they just start laughing and they're like, what, what? They're like, you can't go with him. Like, but why? I'm here like, It's not about you. It's because we're Cuban. We don't let them out of our sight unless it's me, my mother, my father, or, you know, like, like it's like, you know, that that nucleus or whatever. And I was like, yeah. It was that one of those moments where it clicked in my head even more that I'm like, this is very clearly created and written by Cubans. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's incredible how, like, your mind changes. Because, like, for example, when I was a kid, well, when we were kids in the 80s, Yeah. What was the that was the most normal thing? You would get on your bike and you'd be like, see you later. <laughs> and you never you, you never like just rode like to when I was a little Don't you know the story of when I crossed Miller Road? No. You know the story. You you we've known each other for 30 years. I don't know the story. Okay. Or if I do I, I'm okay, totally so blanking right now. We live in the suburbs, obviously. Miller Road to my parents' house is the closest major thoroughfare to the house. Yeah. When I mean closest, I mean it's at the probably, time it was what a two lane? Because uh, it just recently, in the last like 10 years, expanded it. Right. But it's like a major street, right? <laughs> right. But it may have been a two lane yeah. in the 80s, <laughs> but still, even then, it was like a major street, right, right. right? It is maybe a quarter mile from my parents' house. If that. If that, it's a quarter mile. Yeah. So when I was third grade, so I was eight or nine years old, okay. I wanted to go visit my friend Annabelle Cito, who was in my. Class. Oh, okay. I don't know. Remember? Yeah. And I crossed Miller Road. So I went to her house and whatever. I don't know. We played you in the out, yard whatever, yeah. and whatever. As third, three, you know, eight, eight year olds eight, do. Eight yeah. and nine year olds do. I don't know. I played in her yard or whatever. I took maybe an hour, hour and a half. I start riding my bike home. When I turn into the, you know, the street where my the parents, parents live, uh -huh. but in the corner of the block. My parents' front door neighbor was like, oh, my God, there you are. He was walking on the sidewalk. And I'm like, okay. He's like, everybody's looking for you. No. When I turn into I the I have street, never heard the story. The cops were there. <gasps> Every single neighbor was outside. And my parents and my aunt and uncle, well, even Janet, Jenny Peepy had even come from like West Dade. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. My grandmother, my, my dad's mom who lived in another house had come over. Lo único, you, faltaba, you lo único faltaba era Canal 23. That, that was like the only thing. <laughs> so when I, I turn there, I see this like barrage of like people and cars. This activity. My parents were dying. They were inconsolable. <laughs> and they're like, El niño. <laughs> you don't know the story? I don't know the story at all. El niño. And yeah. También, it was the 80s, and the 80s is we when they were... We had just gone through Adam Walsh. No, and they were... Yes. And, and that's when they were kidnapping kids that had green eyes to steal their corn. Yes. 
Wait, what? You don't remember that? No. In the 80s. I have brown, I have brown eyes, so I wouldn't. 80s, yeah, I was there, not in danger. There was this whole thing. I don't know how true it is, right? It's one of those like kind of urban <laughs> legends. Like, right. Was this true but or there's not? there's probably a truth they somewhere. Would, they would kidnap like kids with light eyes to steal their corneas. Like, I don't know where that came from. Well, I was never in danger. I have dark eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'll never forget that my aunt. Uh-huh. she got on her knees and started crying and holding me and I'm like I just went to Annabelle's <laughs> <laughs> I was gone maybe an hour hour We're and a half hide and seek like, tops you know, yeah. tops which was long was long uh, again if they didn't know where you were yes but let me tell you this so you were never allowed to ride your bike again no 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 <laughs> the thought of Tristan going out on his bike and being gone an hour and a half yeah I would have called kind of 23 I would have I would have lost my shit. Because that's what I was telling you. Like, when we were kids, that was very normal that you would get, especially if you were a boy, not even a girl. Like, you get on your bike and... No, I used to ride bike with with my the, the front neighborhood, like my front door neighbor. It was a kid. We used to ride the bike. We used right. to go to would home go. run baseball in La Cuarenta. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Oh my God. Like from where you live. Like, oh, we would take the back streets. Yeah, but, but but still, that was like not around your block. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know if I would let Tristan do that. Because the thought of him like doing that, it's. Would you let him do it if it was if he was with a friend? No. Even less. Yes. Really. Yes. See, I'd be more concerned by himself. I'm of the mind that if it's at least two kids, at least one of the kids no, is screaming. Them. Not none of, none of them. <laughs> none of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. It. it wow. Yeah. It, it, I'm telling you. You've got to let baby birds fly. Yeah, but no, there's vultures. <laughs> yeah, but if they don't know how to defend themselves against the vultures, they're never going to leave the nest. No, but that's why I tell you that, like, the thought of that now, and I could easily say no, but now it's different than when we were kids. It isn't, it isn't. It's different in the context there, of... There's certain differences, right. but there's, uh, you know... El mal siempre existió. Yeah, but it's like, the thought about it, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. The cop, like, the cops were there when I turned... Like it looked like like when I think about it now in the movie and like in my mind it, it's kind of like ang- like I see it as a movie like I see like like, shots. When, like when they turn the car like, and when it's I turn like, my yeah. bike onto like you know the street uh-huh. my parents street like it's like a panoramic view and I'm like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> it's like all the neighbors all the neighbors were outside all of them now follow up <laughs> question. Did they beat the crap out of you afterwards? They beat the crap out of me. I was punished. My mom put... <laughs> After uh, they were thrilled that you were back mom, and alive. My mom covered <laughs> the windows. I don't know why. So she you couldn't the, get vitamin she D? took the TV out of my room. Okay, like, that, that yeah. I get. Okay. Yeah, it was like bad. It was like really bad. It, was very it wasn't angry. worse than when I burned the kitchen down, but it was bad. Um, I mean, I could see how the kitchen burning would be worse. It's very, but but okay yeah. to bring it home. Do you think that that is a Hispanic, you know, Latin, Cuban, whatever trait? I think it is. However, I think it's generational. So I don't necessarily know that when Tristan has kids or Tristan's kids have kids. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily know that they'll feel that tied to it. I think that for us, it goes back to a lot of the things. Like, a lot of our culture is still firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's esa costumbre. Your assistant is a perfect example of that. You know, she's she's struggling with it, right? Where she's like, quiero, pero no quiero. Mm-hmm. The next, you know, her, her grandson is going to be a little more on the, 
quiero side of mm-hmm. the no quiero. Mm-hmm. And so I think, but I think that is very Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Very Hispanic. Oh my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> my personal favorite question. I, oh, did you go to a lot of slumber parties growing up? Slumber parties? De que tu habla? Quedarse en una casa ajena. Si no sabe quien son esa si gente. Wasn't our first slumber party, and we've known each other since the dawn of time, at like the age of like 19 or 20? Yeah. That was like the first time that we all just like, you yeah. know, stayed at somebody's house. And how did that go? And, not everybody was allowed to go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will not name names, but not everybody was allowed exactly. to go. And we were and all we were, legal adults. We were all actually no, we were older. We we're like twenty twenty one. We were drinking age, probably. Yes, we were. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very those are the things that really make you culturally, like in terms of Hispanic, like th- those yeah, are those are the shared experiences those are of cultural, like I don't know. Um beacons if you will that just don't fade away or they don't fade away that quickly no no that's 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 ingrained in your that probably shows up on the 23 and me results yeah it does it does (laughs) it's like you're 20 percent you know iberian 30 percent african 10 percent you're not sleeping in anybody's house yeah yeah dormir en una casa de ajena the only houses i was allowed to sleep in were my aunt's houses and my sister's godparents. But again, my mother had known, has known my sister's both godparents because they got married, I think, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. God, my mom knows Mercy since they were like in sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So like us. You know what I mean? So those are the only houses we were allowed to sleep in. I was not allowed to sleep in any. Not even my cousins. Really? <laughs> now, I think it also had a lot to do with the fact that I was a terror. Oh, so they didn't want it wasn't your parents. They didn't want you there. <laughs> right, but but no. No, 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 no. Tu no, tu tienes cama aquí. Tu no, tienes cama aquí. <laughs> no, like my cousins would sleep over at our house too sometimes. Especially if it was one of those things where like growing up my dad would take us uh a lot of times to like the wrestling things. Mm-hmm. So like we would go to the wrestling thing and we'd get home late so that my cousins would just sleep over. It was like the viernes al sábado and then we you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I, you also grew up next to your cousins, so it was always like kind of a sleepover. <laughs> no, no, I mean other cousins. Oh, okay. No. Okay. No, 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 no. And also, my family didn't believe in integration of the sexes. No, 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 no. Tu no andes con la sembra. Los juanones para allá y la sembra para allá. You know, like... Integration of the sexes. I don't... No, 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 no. Los varones vayanse para allá a jugar pelota en la bicicleta y las niñas quedarse aquí. No, 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 no. Yeah, girls could not be active. No, 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 no. You know, because that's how you get muscles. Yeah. I'll be like, niña, no salgas y te vas a sudar. Vas a empezar a sudar. God forbid you sweat. In, you know, the most humid place on earth. Right. Well, you know why, right? Because the thing is that if you sweat y te coge el sereno. Hasta llegaste. That's it? You are dead. You are dead. Actually, that reminds me of something. Oh God! Here we are switching topics. As we as we are wont to do. ¿Qué me dices tú a mí? Whenever you start that way. The coronavirus. Este. Mira, la corona. El virus ese de la corona. First of all, whoever came up with that name, tremendo file. Because it doesn't sound. Not that it's a laughing matter. It doesn't sound dangerous at all. Like before this, we had like Ebola. SARS. Like, you know, these were dangerous sounding viruses. And now it just sounds like you forgot the lime. <laughs> you know, no. The coronavirus. Is bull- you know what? The whole coronavirus thing, that is some bullshit communism right there. Really? That's a very bold statement to make. The reason that's gotten this out of hand? 
Absolutely, it's about it's about oh, communist China. Of China's um, China's um, the guy, handling of it. Yes, the guy who first brought it to a, to the attention of the country, who was a doctor. I think his name was Doctor Lee. I was actually listening to this this morning. The government, he started like tweeting about it or whatever. The government made him retract his statement and sign a document saying that it was essentially it was fake news and he was spreading false rumors and things like that. The guy contracted the virus. Okay, eventually, mm-hmm. and died from it. And now the Chinese government, after saying that he was a liar and this, that, and the other, is extolling him for, you know, thanking him for trying to warn us about these these things. That's why you can never trust a communist government. Absolutely not. It's a culpa de comunista. Viste, it all comes down to communism. It all comes down to communism. All of it. All of it. <laughs> I, I find quite, I don't know if the right word is comical. But the cruise ships, there's certain cruise ships that can't, oh God, are can't, being denied. They can't go anywhere. Anywhere. They can't go anywhere. I guess there's worse places to be than on a cruise ship. Yeah, but the food's going to run out. Yeah, that may be a problem. That's the no, problem. I would like to think there's a restocking. Like a little boat will come, a little tugboat, and restock it. A tugboat? I'm picturing like a helicopter just dropping supplies. Or that. Or that. that. That's Because that has less human contact. Right. That's true. You thought like somebody who used to work in a cruise mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's like the coronavirus. On the one hand, I feel like it's definitely scary. But on the other hand, I feel like it's one of those things where so far, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, most of the people who've died from it are people who were already like kind of compromised. I'll say I don't hint it. It was elderly people or children. You know what I mean? Like where the immune system is already not great and they mm-hmm. could have died from just a regular flu if, mm-hmm. if it gets them bad enough. Um, it's, it's scary. But again, it needs a better name. <laughs> I am... Um... I saw this meme. Again, not that this is a laughing matter. It is. Because there's people who've died of it. Well, okay, but enough. I saw this meme. Fair enough. I saw this meme that we're like, hey, anti-vaxxers, why don't you go to China <laughs> and prove us, prove us, <laughs> prove us, us all wrong. wrong. So <clears throat> I posted something today on our personal Instagram. On, on I'm our, sorry. On, on, our, on, our, our, personal? on our personal Instagram. <laughs> on our Instagram that we always joke at. But like I actually want to talk about now. Okay. Like in depth. So I t- <laughs> I posted the thing of the toalla. The adorno. The adorno. Mm-hmm. Que eso no se toca. No. Right. And if it has lace, don't touch it. No. And then lo jue- el juego de sala. Yeah. For the visit. La visita que nunca viene. Okay. Do you remember? Not not anymore. My parents, after they retire, they don't give a shit. But do you remember growing up, you guys coming to my house? Did you? Uh, do you have any memories of you sitting in the living room of my house? I do. And I can count them on... I, not that I can count them, but I can tell you what they were. Okay. Prom. Uh huh. Homecoming. <laughs> Where you take the nice picture. Right, right, right. It was those types of. And then, events, of course, right. there was my special occasion comforter. Your special occasion, ruffler, and comforter. Right. Yes. I, had, I had this comforter in my room, um, in, you know, in my bedroom at my parents' house. I was just, just beautiful. I still have it. This beautiful, like, denim. Uh, like a soft a, denim. Denim like, comforter yeah. that was like Ralph Lauren, and it had, like, the. The, the American flag, the American flag, logo. like it was very nice, but th- uh, that would not be the comforter that I would sleep in daily. Nope. When I knew people were coming to the house, Sagaba like it was my birthday or Christmas, whatever, that I knew people were coming into my house or to my room, I would take out my special occasion comforter because that was, you know, what I wanted to, to this see. day. When I go to your parents' house, if it's a special occasion, I fully expect to see the special, special occasion, occasion comforter. comforter. So, I feel like it should be framed like the AIDS quilt <laughs> and just put on a wall somewhere. My like, special occasion comforter. Comforter. Anyway, um, why do we do that? 
Because let I me tell you something. No, I, I let me tell like, you something. Could be in my, and witty, in my parents' house, the living room, as you said, yeah. you know, we've always put the the Christmas Ahora, tree in the living room. Cuando yo me siento en, en yeah, that area. yeah, we've always put the the we used to put the Christmas tree in the living room. Yes, right. right. So as I'll a, never yeah. forget. Like this was for years and years and years and years and years. When we would open up our Christmas, I'm sorry, our presents on Christmas, oh. we would sit in the living room furniture. Yes. We were allowed. Yes. Same in we my house. We were allowed. Same in my house. But the moment somebody gave you a box of cordial cherries, no, you had to go you to need the to get up. You had to go to a medio patio. Porque acuerda, the, the cordial cherries has cordial. that little liquid inside. I cordial cherries. ¿Qué pasa? Deja comer el chocolate y vas a embarrar oh. el juego de sala del dorado. I hate those cordial cherries, but I have such a nice memory of the cordial cherries because my mom's I love them. tío Eduardito used to always give me that for Christmas every year. Yeah. And he's since passed. So, like, you know, in my mind, I, I associate it with that, but I never liked them. And I love I, them. I, really? And actually, I put them in the fridge because that little water so turned like, like, white. Like, yeah. freeze them almost? Yeah. No. Why do we do that? I don't know. Okay. okay, do you know what my mom does? I don't know why we do. I, I mean, I could, okay. I could give some type of a you know. Okay. Next time you go to my parents' house, answer, but next time you go to my parents' house, I want you to take a look at the hand soap in the sink. There's two bottles in the bathroom. Of hand soap. Yes. Okay. There's two bottles of hand soap. My mom puts the very pretty, either from Home Goods or Bath and Body Works, the very pretty hand wash and like the very okay. pretty container, you know, country chic kind of. Si, sort si, si, si. Shabby, to go with the motif uh -huh. of the. Right. It's adorno. <laughs> There's nothing in there. No, no, no. There is. But oh. ese no se usa. Ese es adorno. On your left-hand side, under the toothbrush dispenser, where you can't see as much, is the one you actually use. Now I'm wondering which one I've used. But you're not supposed to use the one on the right-hand side. Eso es adorno. The soap. The soap is adorno. Why do we do that? Does it matter if I use it on a special occasion? Like if I'm there for Tristan's birthday? <laughs> I guess not. Okay, okay. Then I feel a little better. That's but probably why. Why, why do we do that? Okay, Hashtag the, growing up Hispanic. The soap thing, I don't know. But I think on some level, it's, it's that Latino thing of like being presumido. And not in a bad way. I know that usually has a negative connotation. But having like... That thing that is just so pretty, in case that special moment, you know. La vajilla. La, right. La vajilla, la, eh, la sala. You know, like to have it there because, you know, when that, when that, when that moment arrives, you, you don't know when it's coming, but you'll know it when it gets there. Mm -hmm. You want to have a nice place for la visita. My parents see. have una vajilla. It's nothing fancy, but it's una vajilla. They bought it at J. Byron's. Oh, wow. Parts of it is still in the box. So they've used it. They're a waiting total for the of... Queen of England. I think they're waiting for Elizabeth to come to the house to like to like yeah. Write her. Maybe she'll yeah. come. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, Harry and Megan were here not that long ago. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she'll swim by. Maybe too? they'll settle with Raul Martinez from Hialeah coming. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, nobody likes Raul Martinez. They'll give him paper plates. Go her si tu there's still parts of it that is in its original packaging over the refrigerator, the cabinet over the refrigerator. So, but why? Like, like I often think, is it a situation that, like, you know, because they come from Cuba or from I think like a status? Uh, not so much of a status, but it's the wrong word. But you know what I'm trying but, to say. But because it was so hard to have nicer things when you do have something nice, when you can afford it, you want to have you it. Don't and you don't want to touch it, right? You want it to. Stay nice. Yes. You don't want to touch it because it's like, this is our nice living room furniture. This is what you first see when you come into the house. It sets Do the tone. Do not touch it. It sets the tone for the rest of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I don't have a real reason. 
but yeah, I think that's I think that's because it. that's very Hispanic. Oh my god, that's super Hispanic. See, what's the meme? Uh, every Thanksgiving, it's like you know, getting all dressed up to sit in la sala. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you come in plato plástico. Oh no 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 no, it's not that. You have to wear the you know the whole three piece suit. You're gonna sit there with a plastic plate, but it doesn't yeah. matter. No no, it's funny because like in the last few years. I've been the one who've kind of like taken over Thanksgiving at my parents' house, right, right. including carving the turkey. Let me tell you something. Carving a turkey is fucking bitch, especially since that thing is so hot when you're carving it, so it's like steam. So there so I am. Do you use uh, electric carbon? Yes, oh. but still. So there oh. I am, you know, in like my nice shirt, you know, that I just took a shower in. I smell, you know, tengo cologne on and whatever. That lasts all the two minutes. And, you know, the, I'm like all sweaty and whatever. That's like, I think two years ago. Because again, since I'm the one who's like cooking the turkey from like the whole day, right? right I smelled like shit. I was like in an old tea, like a gym you t-shirt. Were done. That by the time the food was ready and everybody was dressed up, I'm like, I don't care. I cooked this damn thing. You're, if, I, if not for me, you'd have no food. I am sitting. I'm whatever. But <laughs> yeah, like I think it's so incredible of our culture and and that is something that is very i think that no matter what country you're from it's it's very, very latin the word it's very latin. very yeah. latin it's very latino yeah, yeah. Well, well let's not forget that if it would have been in the 80s it would have had plastic on it as everything did yes i used to hate going to certain like family members houses usually older people and they had the plastic mm-hmm. and of course i was little so i was always wearing like you know shorts or whatever and like my legs would stick because of course we live on mm-hmm. the equator yes and it's always hot as balls here mm-hmm. and this was before central ac mm-hmm. oh my god you know what was the worst so you know my parents were like really poor growing up <laughs> so i don't know if it's because cars in the 80s maybe were not as fuel efficient they as weren't. they were eventually i'll never forget that my parents first car was a 1980 first new car was a 1985 ford tempo and that was like we were driving a freaking like bugatti because it was like a <laughs> brand new car that my parents had it was a 1985 ford tempo because before that all the cars they had had were like un transportation right? but you know by that time they had already been here five six years so you know they finally got a new car well even with the new car they would not put on the air. The only time my parents would put on the air was si vamos a una boda o claro, a los 15. Claro, claro, because you had to know the right, 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 right. So tú tenías que poner aire acondicionado en el carro. Right. Una boda o unos 15. You know, my wow. mom's hair was all like made up big 80s. Yeah, Aquanet you know? can only hold so much. Yes, yes. <laughs> You know, I love to see my mom's like dresses in the eighties. I love to see people in Cuba wearing them now. Oh, that's so <laughs> because it's so funny. Because like, when people have subsequently, like years later, like right, right. years later, sí, they'll they 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 go to Cuba. And, you know, era gente del pueblo, gente right. de you know because we don't have any close family left in Cuba, but maybe you know second, third cousins. And I'd be like looking at their pictures. I'm like. That looks like a dress my mom wore when I was a kid. And I'm like... And you have a photographic memory. Yeah, I'm like, okay, my mom's dress was like yellow with like black doves, like, or black birds. It's like, this is like very distinguishable. But then it's like a different shape. And then they would like repurpose it. It was like great. They are the best at uh, at repurposing clothing. (laughs) They're they're very green. Those are the things, like those are the little things that when you're growing up, especially in a Hispanic household, that like, you don't know it, but it's like so... Those are the things that make you. That's what you really remember and you yeah. take away as you grow up. <laughs> that we would just turn on the air. <laughs> Again, especially kids. No, para si es que iba a salir de una botella, no joda. 
<laughs> Hashtag growing up Hispanic. Oh lord. <laughs> Especially in Miami and the equator. In the equator that we are, that we live. Oh, my in. God, you know it was like the worst <gasps> when you were growing up and you would go to church. So whenever it was a <laughs> Domingo de Ramo. Oh, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Get that one, like the nice little green palm, yes, 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 palm yes. leaf yes, to, to put it in your car. Right. Right. But by like a few months later. Months. <laughs> months. By a few days. That thing ya eso, had it. Ya eso estaba más carmelita it que looked café. like beef, jer beef jerky. It did. <laughs> It look it was it was like months, ni months. I've been following. We would always take it from the rearview mirror. Of course, you turn it into a little cross, <laughs> and then you put it in the rearview mirror. That's what I mean. Then I remember ours will get to a point that if you touch it, it would oh. like disintegrate. Oh, it was dust. It was holding on by the thread of the Holy Spirit that imbued it. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Bueno. Well, with that note, on that note, I think I'm very, very thirsty. I we should be. Uh, we have. It's wonderful. So I have my last soda. Do you have yours? yours. All right. So I'm actually going to give my last soda to a school district in Indiana. And the reason I'm giving it to um, the school district, it's I think it's called Elkhart Schools, mm -hmm. is because they're partnering with a local nonprofit called Cultivate to provide weekend meals for the children in the schools through the use of unused foods. So basically what this company Cultivate does is they work with caterers but also with schools because there's a lot of un, you know there's a lot of leftover food every year every day at the cafeteria. So they take it they re, they they package it up. I think it's like they give them like eight meals, they freeze them and they give it to them in a backpack so that these under, you know, underserved, under undernourished, underprivileged children um, can have meals for the entirety of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. so it's know. sad because like <clears throat> data shows that a lot of kids, especially in like poorer neighborhoods, their school lunch is the only meal they have. Yeah, they get the only, they like, get the they get breakfast and have. lunch at school, and and that's about it. Yeah, and so you know this way they're giving something back, and and again we we throw away so much food in this we country. Do. We, we really do. Throw, and, I and, feel and good so food. guilty. I feel so guilty and, when and I throw food away food that there's nothing wrong with. Yeah, you know, like I'm that guy who I don't care. There are times where we go to a restaurant. And it'll be like, quedan namake like cuatro papitas. And I'm like, you know what? Box it up. I'll take it home. It'll be a snack in two hours. I don't care. I'm not throwing it away. Um, so, yeah. So, that's my last soda. No, well, that's very nice. Um, I know that a lot of restaurants and places, because of different laws and whatever. For health code reasons, a lot of them. They can give away food. But I do know well, that yeah. somehow Panera goes around that. Because Panera, their bread, their actual bread, mm -hmm. if, you're at, if you're late enough at a Panera... Like cl yeah, near yeah, yeah, closing yeah, yeah. time, you will always see somebody come from whatever type of rescue mission or whatever, mm -hmm. th which they will give them the the unsold bread. Yeah, I know that that's an issue because um, well, my, my friend Rick, who works for the BRC, the homeless organization in New York, I remember asking him that question. He's like, the problem is, because again, working at an agency, there's so many times where companies will come and do a lunch, y sobra tanta comida that I'm like. Rick, can you like have somebody come and pick it up? And they're like, it's because, and maybe New York is different than Florida. I don't know, whatever. But it's because of health code violations because the food has been sitting out because it's prepared. You know what I mean? It's it hasn't met certain requirements. They can't give it because si la mal, you know things like that. There's a liability risk involved too. Mm. Sounds to me like that's something that could be changed. I'm sure it could be, but I think that's why maybe the you know again this this organization seems to be getting around it by like okay we'll take it and freeze it you know like right away so that it's it's viable. I don't yeah. Know. So my last soda of the day goes to Pete Buttigieg, mm -hmm. Mayor, Mayor Pete. Pete. Mayor Pete está acabando. 
you gave me tremendo like revelation on Mayor Pete. Yeah. I don't think Mayor Pete is going to win. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. But just the fact that he has gone as far as he has as an he's openly still here. gay man. And he is actually kind of the front runner right now as an openly gay man, you know, who is married. Right, um, right, right. Because a lot of people it's not say. theoretical. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, a, a lot of people can overlook the fact that he's gay, but, you know, he's married. So I'm right. like, yeah. I'm like, right. And if, and if it's like a double-edged sword. Because then if he wasn't married, <laughs> there are people that would be like, oh, he's not married. So is he going to be bringing in men right, to the White right, House? Right, right, like, It's like, you know, like. It's the White House, not the bathhouse. Right. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, but the fact that, you know, he, as an openly gay man, has come so far, I think is, I mean, if you, it's telling. I mean, that is really telling of progress in our country. And and I think it's wonderful. I've, I've said this, and it's going to go be recorded now. On the record. If he is the nominee, which I hope he is, because aside from that, I mean, obviously, actually, no. I don't. I don't like him because he's an openly gay man. I like him because I think that he is. He's a, moderate. He's he's pretty moderate yeah. on most things. I mean, he's pretty moderate um, within that field that they're and in. And right he's now. very rational and very sensible. And most importantly, he served our country. That's right. Which baby. is a lot that a lot of people, <clears throat> President Bonespurs, can't say right because what I want to see, what I want to see. Now that we live in this day age of like dirty politics of people mm -hmm. insulting each other, that man, again, served his country, went to Afghanistan as a soldier. He went to Harvard. He's a Rhodes Scholar. He knows how many languages? Yeah, he speaks like four or five languages. Yeah. Okay. Fluently. I want to know what I mean, they could attack certain things in terms of his, you know, time as mayor of uh, his record for in, in Indiana. Um, and there were some issues there with like race relations and stuff like that. So those are records that you could attack. But on a personal level, right. what are you going to attack him for? Because there's only one thing I can think of. If they go down that, there's a part of me. I know this is going to sound really petty. That kind of wants them to attack him on that mm -hmm. because then it's going to be such a blatant, disgusting view of who they really are you know right that you are attacking this man despite the fact that he's a soldier that he you know defended our country more so than most that people. he's so intelligent and a scholar you're attacking this man on his sexuality you know that says and more about you and than especially anything. that you know he's you know he hasn't made this like it's not like he's running on this like totally liberal gay agenda yeah, he's you know not what like, i mean and he's not like he's not aocing it right He's again very moderate, so it'd just be interesting to see what the other side does with this. I don't think if he is a nominee, I don't think Trump would attack his sexuality. In fact, Trump the other day said that he would vote for a gay candidate. Right. I don't think Trump would per se attack his sexuality, but I do think his base would, and I think that he won't stop it. That's the key. Kind of like it's not what he says; it's what will he say to the. To, to the right. Because to me, I mean, if you get endorsed by the Ku Klux Klan and you don't step away from that endorsement and call it out, yeah, you might as a, well be endorsed. Yeah, you might as well accept it. Right. Might as well be like, okay, you know, sure. come over and bring your white hood while you're at it. You know what I mean? So it would just be interesting to see. And again, there's a part of me that it's like, you know what, maybe... And I mean, we're, I'm talking here about like the real like yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah. yeah. To me, it's kind of like, you know what? Show us your true colors of just how intolerant, you know, 
and how petty you are that you would attack this man on a sexuality. But anyway, my last quote goes to him. Um, I wish him. He made a real showing in uh, in New Hampshire. Well, in he won the Iowa caucus despite the debacle, and in New Hampshire, technically Bernie won New Hampshire, but he has more delegates right now. Well, but but that's what I mean. He made. But he he came out like a very close second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It wasn't like he was a distant second. Yeah, and like Biden and Warren, Mm -hmm. like their campaigns. I don't know what happened. They like blew up. You know who I'm not voting for? El comunista. And we know uh, who that is. Yes, we do. So he went to he went to he went to vacation at the Soviet Union. Anyway, bueno, everybody, that was episode ninety-seven. Yes, Shit, we are so close to one hundred. It's around the corner. That was episode ninety-seven. We we hope you listened, last and le- learned. Uh, listen, laughed, and learned. I feel this was like a really like kind of like all over. It was a free form, free yeah. flowy. Like, but that's kind of I think what? that when you and I but are that, best. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, people love about us. So grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupina, and thank you so much for joining us. Happy Friday, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, go out, go out, and just show love and kindness. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, and do it every day too. Why not? Do it every day too. So have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. That was episode ninety-seven. Bye. Con mucho mucho amor. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. 